Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back, everyone, to Bible Breakdown. Thank you for being here. Thank you for wanting to go on this journey with us and actually explore the Bible and read this stuff. Um, and I feel like just putting my best foot forward today for you nice. guys. I really and, do. Yeah, and, and everybody in between. And yes, babes. I love this energy today. I'm Kat. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's Bible Breakdown time. And I am T. So, yeah, we're. Uh, what, do you remember what happened last time on the Bible Breakdown? No. If you haven't, yes. So. <laughs> I'm so terrible. But it was a lot of instruction. I do remember that. We have, right, we're, we're still right. getting a lot of instruction. Do this. Do this. Yeah. Um, we had the instruction concerning sacrifices, uh, further instructions, <laughs> offerings with uh, restitution. We had that. And uh, we also had sin offerings. Yay. Yeah. So now we know how to get God to stop being mad at us. Or so we think. <sighs> It never seems to stop. Actually, no, it? we didn't have sin offerings. We might not have because it was what five through seven last time, right? I don't think we no, got one it. through three. We did one through three, four through six. Okay, so and now today, today seven. Okay, yeah. Um, never mind. We did do sin offerings last time. All right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, have you have you committed any sins lately? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I probably, <laughs> according to the Bible, sin all the time. Um, I actually, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I definitely tell my sisters about this, but um, I think I kind of told you about this. My stepmom's mother passed away and she has yeah. gone to be with the Lord. Um, and it was, I don't know if I brought this up last time, but it was super fascinating because that's the first time I've been in like a church setting in like years. Um, thankfully, like nobody close to me has had to pass away. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. Um, but it was really weird because we had a pastor there who's um, very prominent within our city. Um, and, you <laughs> I know, know he was just saying. Yeah, I don't want to say any names, but um, I, I personally like this person as a person. I just obviously have I issues don't. with the. Well, you have your own experience. I just, I don't know. Anyway, um, he was preaching, and one of the things that he kept talking about was how my—I'll just say my grandmother. Um, how my grandmother, my step grandmother—I don't want to put that on my real, <laughs> my biological grandmother, my step grandmother, um. She was a member of this church for like 60 years. And it was so fascinating to me that even the fact that she was a member of this church, she, when this pastor first became a, um, a pastor for the church that she was a part of, he was a young pastor. And a lot of people didn't believe that he could lead, you know, older people. He's like in his twenties at the time. And so he was telling this story about stuff. And I just found it really interesting that, um, she was one of the people to first endorse him. And he, when she passed away, she'd been a member for 60 years. She'd given her money, her time, energy, everything to this church. And she still, and they still had to pay this pastor to speak at her funeral. 
and oh, I just I found know. that really I don't know I like my sister I had a debate a little debate with my sister about this and she was like well you know if you're an artist nobody would ask you to come you know give your time for free and I was like man yeah no you're right but see I think what always throws me off with this is that's an uneven metaphor sure but I guess what always throws me off with like that for church is like church is supposed to be about helping people and not expecting anything back so to say and so like it's just really weird to me that this pastor would charge a family especially going through their time of you know need and hurt um, I don't know, like funeral shit is just really weird to me all around that. And then also having to pay for a casket and also have to pay for it. Like, I, I don't know. Part of me feels like these services should be kind of paid for by taxes, but we can, that's a whole nother thing. Or in completely revamped. Cause it doesn't feel especially spiritual to me either. No, no. And then like one of the, I guess the guy who was over the past or not over the, over the uh, funeral service place, he was like, you know, I just want to thank everybody. <laughs> that you guys chose to come, you know, have this service at our place. We really appreciate it. And he didn't say we appreciate your business, but like the speech he was kind of giving was like, we appreciate your business. Basically. I mean, this <laughs> is a, it's a guaranteed <laughs> revenue stream. It's, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with the concept of pimping? Yes. I, I, uh, got more established so, because I like to read iceberg slam. And so, you know, a pimp is never doing anything for free. Right. That's not how pimping works. This is why the particular pastor you're talking about, I don't really care for is I don't think every pastor's like this. I think there are a lot of pastors that really do want to serve their community communities and help people and help mm -hmm. people live better lives. The person you're talking about, I do not think is one of those people. He is about that money. And mm -hmm. so, no, it doesn't matter that you've been paying tithes all this time. If you want me to show up like a pimp, you know what I mean? Like, if you want me to show up, you have to pay me. And yeah. it's it is what it is. And, and you you know what it is, because they this particular church we're talking about, they want to see your tax returns to know that you're paying 10 percent if you want to be a member. Like oh, they seriously? Want, I didn't know that. Yes. And they'll like put you <laughs> on blast, like if you're not paying tithes and stuff. So it's it's heavy. It's gorilla pimping. So I don't, and I don't like it. I've never cared for pimping. My, I mean, I, I'll pimp myself. Like I think everybody, because everything in life is game. Like, so I'll pimp myself, but I don't like it when people try to pimp me or pimp other people. And uh, I feel like a lot of times that's what, that's why we're doing this podcast. I feel like, and also I wanted to give a shout out to um, Australia. We're, we're charting there. Thank you. Yeah, shout out Thank to Australian fans. Um, Thank you for understanding English. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like we're only popular places where, of course, we, they speak English and uh, we appreciate you. And um, fun fact yeah. about Australia, actually, um, since you brought them up, um, I was watching a video the other day about the most heavily populated. Like the video is actually about like what we can tell about the population based on like when it's at night and you can see all the lights around the globe via satellite and stuff. Yeah. And. Australia, I think, is only like roughly for the size that it is, it's only like, I think, t less than 20 percent actually populated or something like that. 
Oh, yeah, like, this is a bunch of wilderness. Yeah, so like most of the cities are along the um the coastline Coast, of yeah. yeah. And then there's not a lot of stuff going on in the middle because obviously it's a bunch of wilderness, it's harsh lands and stuff like that. But there is actually a CIA satellite um place that is smack dab in the middle of Australia because apparently they these guys are smart they knew that by being in the middle of basically nowhere nobody would fuck with them um and then also however the the satellite connection thing is set up um it's like prime real estate for them because they can control it like pretty far or whatever because of where they're at and so i was just like i found that very interesting so australia kudos to you guys i guess yeah we're having a lot of wilderness yeah, yeah. australia thanks also australia right, we, we need to start reading though okay. like we're, okay, we're, right, so, we're doing that thing where we, we we i know we don't like it well, this is why we're getting we're viewership for. though because i'm pretty sure most of you who are listening i mean the bible stuff is what we're here for but if it was just the bible stuff it'd be very bland but we're gonna get into the reading because <laughs> I mean, obviously yes. they're here for our banter, yeah. but we have to talk about, I mean, it's called the Bible breakdown. We've got to bring something down. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day too, to all of you. By the time oh, this comes yes. out, Valentine's yeah, Day will probably be gone, but hope all yeah. you are having a great one. Um, and if you don't have a quote unquote Valentine, self-love is where you start. It's all about that. Love yourself. Do you, do you have a Valentine? Mm, i'm supposed to be going to dinner but i don't i don't i don't know i'm not in a uh i'm no longer in a relationship so so you yes answer is yes so you have a valentine i also have a valentine it's my Mm. valentine every year and that's my grandma love you girl and take yeah well i I don't know but i might not be going to dinner so if i don't go then i guess i won't have one that's it yeah yeah well, and then, like you said, there's the self-love. Yeah, All right. I'm, I'm Leviticus. Myself. Leviticus 7. And this is on me, right? Yes. The odds. The odd you are the out. odd one out. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, this is the ritual of guilt offering. It is most holy at the spot where the burnt offering is slaughtered. They shall slaughter the guilt offering and its blood shall be dashed against all sides of the altar. All its fat shall be offered. The broad tail, the fat that covers the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat that is on them at the loins and the appendage of the liver, which shall be which shall be removed with the kidneys. The priest shall turn them into smoke on the altar as an offering by fire to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Every male among the priests shall eat of it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. It is most holy. The guilt offering is is like the sin offering there is the same ritual for them the priest who makes atonement with it shall have it so to the priest who offers anyone's burnt offering shall keep the skin of the burnt offering that he has offered and every grain offering baked in the oven and all that is prepared in a pan or a in a pan or on a griddle a mick griddle for mcdonald's i never like those mm, gross <laughs> Oh, the steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back. Oh, I'm so happy. I can't wait to eat one. Oh, that thing puts me to sleep. I will, uh, only if I I'm taking a thing. flight so I can sleep. 
I love that thing. Anyway, they I'm sorry. Take me out. They are good. Uh, yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> Shall be. <laughs> and every grain offering baked in the oven. And all that is prepared in a pan or on a griddle shall belong to the priest who offers it. But every other are, but every other grain offering mixed with it oily or dry shall belong to all the sons of Aaron equally. Further instructions. Jesus. This is the ritual. Yeah, no. This is the ritual of the sacrifice of the offering of well-being that one may offer to the Lord. If you offer it for Thanksgiving, you shall, with the thank offering, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers spread with oil, and cakes of choice, flour well soaked in oil. With your Thanksgiving sacrifice of well-being, you shall bring your offering with cakes of leavened bread. From this, you shall offer one cake from each offering as a gift to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who dashes the blood of the offering of well-being. And the flesh of your thanksgiving sacrifice of well-being shall be eaten on the day it is offered. You shall not leave any of it until morning. But if the sacrifice you offer is a votive, I don't know what that word means. I got to look that up. Is a votive offering or a free will offering. A votive is? Yeah, they're like little tiny candles. Oh, okay. Like the devotional candles, like you see in Catholic churches and stuff. Sure. It shall be eaten on the day that you offer your sacrifice, and what is left of it shall be eaten the next day. But what is left of the flesh of the sacrifice shall be burned up on the third day. If any of the flesh of your sacrifice of well-being is eaten on the third day, it shall not be acceptable, nor shall it be credited to the one who offers it. It shall be an abomination. And the one who eats of it shall incur guilt. Flesh that touches any unclean thing shall be shall not be eaten. It shall be burned up. As for other flesh, all who are clean may eat such flesh. But those who eat, but those who eat flesh from the Lord's sacrifice of well-being while in a state of uncleanness shall be cut off from their kin. When any one of you touches any unclean thing, human uncleanness, or any unclean animal, or any unclean clean or any unclean creature then and then eats flesh from the Lord's sacrifice of well-being you shall be cut off from your kin the Lord spoke to Moses wow this is a lot uh, the Lord spoke to Moses saying speak to the people of Israel saying any of you who would offer to the Lord your sacrifice of well-being must yourself bring to the Lord your offering from the from your sacrifice of well-being your own hands shall bring the Lord's offering by fire you shall bring the fat with the breast so that the breast shall be raised as an elevation offering before the lord the priest shall turn the fat into smoke on the altar but the breast shall belong to aaron and his sons and the right thigh from your sacrifices of well-being you shall give to the priest as an offering the one among the sons of Aaron who offer the blood and fat of the offering of well-being shall have the right thigh for a portion for I've taken the breast of the elevation offering in the thigh that is offered from the people of Israel, from their sacrifice of well-being and given them to Aaron, the priest and to his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel. This is the portion allotted to Aaron and to his sons from the offerings made by fire to the Lord. Once they have been brought forward to serve the Lord as priests, these the Lord commanded to be given them when... Uh, these the Lord commanded to be given them when he anointed them as a perpetual due from the people of Israel throughout their generations. This is the ritual of the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the offering of ordination and the sacrifice of well-being, which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai. 
when he commanded the people of Israel to bring their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Thanks be to God. Yeesh. Oh, well, that was a that was a mouthful. Um, it's kind of it made me think about how like you're talking about how, you know, pastor wanted, you know, more money, mm-hmm. um, you know, to speak at your step grandmother's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if like it would have been like if there were similar like discussions back in these days where it's like, well, damn, I've been bringing Aaron and his son's animals for years. Like you can't say a couple words over my grandma without me giving <laughs> you another animal like that. All that other shit is just, this is just weirder and weirder. Like when I'm really imagining it in my head, like the people like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like actually doing this, it's, it's upsetting. You know, what I thought about when I was listening or when I was reading this was um, it actually made me think of, I wonder this, and I could be totally off here, but I wonder because how they're describing cutting up animals and offerings and things like that. Yeah, animal parts. Yeah, animal parts. I was wondering if that has any relation to like how we like for instance a lot of people don't like dark meat um just for whatever reason maybe it doesn't taste right or maybe they just think makes them feel poor yeah and i wonder if that that this has any relation to that um just because Mm. of how he's describing i don't know again i could be totally off but just the way he was like what i was just reading i was like oh this kind of makes what the choice meats are yeah yeah It's very specific and weird. Leviticus 8, the rites of ordination. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, take Aaron and his sons with him, the vestments, the anointing oil, the bull of sin offering, two rams and the basket of unleavened bread and assemble the whole congregation at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him. When the congregation was assembled at the entrance of the tent of meeting, Moses said to the congregation, this is what the Lord has commanded to be done. Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons forward and washed them with water. He put the tunic on him, fastened the sash around him, clothed him with the robe and put the ephah on him. Then he put the decorated band of the ephah around him, tying the ephah to him with it. He placed the breastplate on him and in the breastplate, he put the Aram and the thummim. Then And he set the turban on his head, and on the turban in front he set the gold ornament, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. He sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times and anointed the altar and all its utensils and the basin and its base to consecrate them. He poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. And Moses brought forward Aaron's sons and clothed them with tunics and fastened sashes around them and tied headdresses on them as the Lord commanded Moses. He led forward the bull of sin offering and Aaron and his sons. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. Uh, brother, whoa, shoot, where was I? Damn it. 
and his sons. Okay, he led for the bull of sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the bull of sin offering, and it was slaughtered. Moses took the blood and with his fingers put some on each of the horns of the altar, purifying the altar. Then he poured out the blood at the base of the altar. Thus he consecrated it to make atonement for it. Moses took all the fat that was around the entrails and the appendage of the liver and the two kidneys with their fat, squishy, squishy, and turned them into smoke on the altar. But the bull itself, its skin and flesh and its dung, he burned with fire outside the camp as the Lord commanded Moses. Then he brought forward the ram of burnt offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram and it was slaughtered. Moses stashed the blood against all sides of the altar. The ram was cut into its parts and Moses turned into smoke the head and the parts and the suet. And after the entrails and the legs were washed with water, Moses turned into smoke the whole ram on the altar. It was a burnt offering for a pleasing odor and offering by fire to the Lord as the Lord commanded Moses. Then he brought forward the second ram, the ram of ordination. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram and it was slaughtered. Moses took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. It's weird. After Aaron's sons were brought forward, Moses put some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears and on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. I mean, why not? And Moses dashed the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar. Altar. He took the fat, the broad tail, all the fat that was around the entrails and the appendage of the liver and the two kidneys and their fat, squishy, squishy, and the right thigh. From the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one cake of unleavened bread, one cake of bread with oil, and one wafer and placed them on the fat and on the right thigh. He placed all these on the palms of Aaron and on the palms of his sons and raised them as an elevation offering before the Lord. Look, bread and meat. Then Moses took them from their hands and turned them into smoke on the altar with the burnt offering. This was an ordination offering for a pleasing odor, an offering by fire to the Lord. Moses took the breast and raised it as an elevation offering before the Lord. It was Moses' portion of the ram of ordination as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil and some of the blood that was on the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his vestments and also on his sons and their vestments. Thus he consecrated Aaron and his vestments also, and also his sons and their vestments. And Moses and Aaron, and Moses said to Aaron and his sons, boil the flesh at the entrance of the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread that is in the basket of ordination offerings as was command, as I was commanded. Aaron and his son shall eat it. And what remains of the flesh and the bread you shall burn with fire. You shall not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting for seven days until the day when your period of ordination is complete, for it will take seven days to ordain you, as has been done today. And the Lord has commanded to be done to make atonement for you. You shall remain at the entrance of the tent of meeting day and night for seven days, keeping the Lord's charge so that you do not die, for so I am commanded. Aaron and his sons did all the things that the Lord commanded through Moses. Thanks be to God. So that's how you make a priest. That is how you make a priest. Thanks be to God. Good to know. Yeah, that's a recipe for a priest. It's a bloody affair. Do they practice that on the the young? Well, I guess he's not a priest. The young Pope, I was going to say, but never mind. I don't know. I actually don't know what the ordination is like for priests in a Catholic church now. 
You know, it took it's me a long time weird. to understand, like, because a priest can't get married, but a preacher can get married. But yeah, it's Protestants and Catholics. Yeah, I was just, whatever, man. <laughs> and actually, that wasn't always the case. Like, in the early Catholic Church, priests were allowed to get married. They changed that rule so that they could keep more money in the church. Because, like, you know, once the preacher pastor dies like yeah his family you know they have to be taken care of so if they have an official policy of oh y'all can't have sex then um, wait can they not have have sex or they can they just not get married it's a valid celibacy yeah yeah, i'm not doing that. but a lot of them fuck though obviously but it's you know (laughs) you're you're taking a vow of celibacy um it's like rooted in something like paul wrote about how it's easier to serve god like if you're single like if you have he's basically like if you have to have sex get married and it's like but it's better to not get married because then you can spend all your time towards the church so but yeah this is so lonely to me this is so contrived and yes very lonely i agree like why would i what there's no why would i do that like, I wouldn't do that. Well, because if you believe this, like for a lot of people, this was a great option for gay people because in mm. the church, you're not allowed to, you know, get married if you're gay and you're not really yeah. allowed to have, you know, that's a sin. But they decided it's not a sin to be gay just if you do gay stuff. Mm. So you can just be a priest, take a vow of celibacy. So you're never having sex. And then God won't get mad at you for making you gay and then also hating gay people. Yeah. Hmm interesting yeah it's fascinating this to me though it's just like so it, it sounds like you just take a bunch of flesh and blood because i'm really picked are you like i i need to do like a series of like drawings of like how i see this because this is creepy as fuck here's the other thing like if i was a hungry hebrew person and was watching these priests like boil meat and eat and then burn the remains like nobody else can have any i'd be like i'm kind of like how i am now where i'm like um i have some questions um about this god person who's sending you these messages about like and i feel like we're wasting a lot of animals like livestock would have been really precious like this is the only way god can forgive us for like if we feel bad about something he's like no i need blood blood more blood it's it's creepy yeah yeah exactly that is all that he wants but that's the thing like this guy person is like wow it's interesting he values the same things that human beings do so like with the church now it's like give us your money god needs to know you're serious about this he's ready to lock this thing down i um i was having a conversation with my sisters about this and uh they are one of my sisters is like super believer and my other sister's in between i guess i don't i don't know i don't know um shout out to them though but um we were just talking about like (laughs) this manipulative quote that i've heard my entire life where it's like it's better to believe and die and find out there's not a god or that rather than not believe and die and find out there is a god um, but, but I guess the caveat also to this is as long as you believe in something, you can be given forgiveness, I think, for your sins of not, but if you just flat out be like, I'm an atheist and you reject God and Christianity, then you're going to hell, buddy. 
Um, so what they're talking about is Pascal's wager, mm-hmm. which is a philosophical like argument by, you know, Pascal. And mm-hmm. he's basically saying that like, yeah, it's better just believe just in case, you know, you want God being all pissed off at you. But it's like, there's so many gods to choose from. So I think that you, sounds you know, very so- abusive. But what I was going to is, I think that's like, that's like a, an abusive mentality to have about it though. It because is. like, I'm only believing out of fear. I'm not believing because I truly believe maybe some people do, but I'm just saying like when the people, most of the people I know probably have that same wager. (laughs) And so it's like, yeah, you don't really believe. That's like, um, what was that from the usual suspects? Uh, Kevin Spacey's character was like, um, I'm, I'm not, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Yeah. And I guess that's like kind of the thinking behind Pascal's wager. It's like, hey, just, you know, cover your bets. But like you said, this is just spiritual extortion. I don't like it. Um, and I, uh, like I said, the way out of it is like, well, if you believe in something, you get a pass. Like you you get to go to heaven, like the beta <laughs> version of heaven. And so it's like there's a lot of bugs, but it's better than hell. Where the atheists go who have the gall to point out that I don't think slaughtering animals is a spiritual practice well we haven't got to the new testament yet so, <laughs> so i mean god fair. you know right. the new We're testament is like yet. god he he got help and he um yeah he came back for the second part of the season i guess you know he, he was no longer on drugs and he was an alcoholic got his act together. he got his act together he he vowed to never destroy the world again um so you know which is sweet okay let's do this because we still i think we got uh 10 minutes all right all right (laughs) um all jokes aside uh leviticus 9 aaron's priesthood (laughs) inaugurated on the eighth day moses summoned aaron and his sons and the elders of israel he said to aaron take a bull calf for a sin and offering and a ram for a burnt offering without blemish and offer them before the lord and say to the people of israel Take a male goat for a sin offering, a calf and a lamb, yearlings without blemish for a burnt offering, and an ox and a ram. Uh, L.A. Rams won yesterday, baby! Super Bowl! <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> and uh, Sorry, Cincinnati fans. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just whatever. But anyway, and a ram. Can we talk about o- the real winners? Which was everyone who got to see the halftime show. Those were. We all, we all were blessed. Yeah, it was a it, it was, was a moment um anyway and a ram for an offering <laughs> and a ram for an offering of well-being to sacrifice before the lord and a grain offering mixed with oil for today the lord will appear to you they brought the they brought what moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting and the whole congregation drew near and stood before the lord and moses said this is the thing that the lord commanded you to do so that the Lord, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Then Moses said to Aaron, draw near to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and for the people and the sacrifice and sacrifice the offering of the people and make atonement for them. As the Lord has commanded Aaron drew near to the altar and slaughtered the calf of the sin offering, which was for himself the sons of Aaron presented the blood to him and he dipped his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar and the rest of the blood he poured out at the base of the altar but the fat the kidneys and the appendage of the liver from the sin offering he turned into smoke on the altar as the Lord commanded Moses 
in the flesh in the in the flesh and the skin he burned with the fire outside the camp then he slaughtered the burnt offering Aaron's sons brought him the brought him the blood and he dashed it against all sides of the altar and they brought him the burnt offering piece by piece and the head which he turned into smoke on the altar he washed the entrails and the legs and with the burnt offering turned them into smoke on the altar next he presented the people's offering he took the goat of the sin offering that was for the people and slaughtered it and presented it as a sin offering for the like the first one he presented the burnt offering and sacrificed it according to regulation he presented the grain offering and taking a handful of it he turned it into smoke on the altar in addition to the burnt offering of the morning he slaughtered the ox and the ram as a sacrifice of well-being for the people Aaron's sons brought him the blood which he dashed against the sides all sides of the altar and the fat of the ox and of the ram the broad tail the fat that covers the entrails the two kidneys and the fat on them and the appendage of the liver they first laid the fat on the breast and that and the fat was turned into smoke on the altar and the breast and the right thigh Aaron raised as an elevation offering before the Lord. As Moses had commanded, Aaron lifted his hands toward the people and blessed them. And he came down after sacrificing the sin offering, the burnt offering and the offering of well-being. Moses and Aaron entered the tent of meeting and they came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar and while the people saw it they shouted and fell on their faces thanks be to god oh that's funny to me they <laughs> fell on their faces <laughs> like wow <laughs> i didn't see that that's coming gross. right like fall on your face that's severe like you didn't even put your arms out first yeah it was that's, i mean they were so wild. shocked they were so i guess like this was aaron's big this is like aaron's quinceanera so yeah i guess i've never been to a quinceanera but yeah i mean i'm being i mean obviously it's for young girls but i mean this is so weird there's so much blood. I'm more and more convinced these were like a group of crazy people. Like this reminds me of like the uh what was was it the Mayans that were like cutting off heads at the top of the pyramids? Mhm. Aztecs. The Aztecs. My bad. That's why I wanted well, to Well, I know it might also been the Mayans too. I don't know. I let's just say somewhere in South America <laughs> there was like I'm not saying that's what they were all doing, but there was there was some and yeah. I think there's just some reason human beings are like, okay, now God's got to pay attention to me. I'm killing all these, you know, I'm giving all this blood. You got to know I'm serious, man. And then like, I, these are just <laughs> crazy. Like, I feel so sorry for like people living in this time who were like, okay, this is the, clearly the crazy people have taken over clearly. and they love killing like that's their major advantage yeah we like talking <laughs> but when we start talking they start killing us so yeah this just would have been a really tough time to survive i'm glad that we're not in but i feel like we're still always on the verge of this like if someone has been like look if we start sacrificing animals i think it might clear up covid 
it'll be like, whoa, maybe like we haven't, I mean, not sacrificing animals hasn't been helping. I hope they please don't go to that. But there are people out there who wish the purge was real. I had a friend. I know. Oh my God. I had a friend. And like, you know, I would expect that from maybe like a super rich person who's probably bored with life. <laughs> but this was like a person who is not rich. And so he he was, he, this person literally told me, I might have told this story before. I definitely think I told this story to you. But they've told me he wished the purge was real because then rape would be real. Yay. What a great guy. I'm glad you guys don't <laughs> hang out anymore. <laughs> and what a terrible thing to say out loud. Like, I'm not saying that it's it's not a good thought to have, period. But just to also be bold enough to just be like, you but know what I'd like? Legal rape. In, in that person's <laughs> defense, though, I think, mm-mm, mm-mm, I, think mm-mm. I think I think I think obviously rape is bad. Let's start there. I think yes. that the way we kind of l- use terms in, um, like, if I'm talking to a girl or something, and she, be, you know, she's playing around, be like, you know, keep fucking with me, I'm gonna rape you, or I'm gonna take it, or whatever. Like you say, it's like that's been said to be funny, and I think that the way he was kind of using it was along those lines. Even though he was dead serious about what he was mean, he was saying, I don't think like. He fully considered the He's not fact gonna that lobby for it. <laughs> he fully considered the other side of that because you know, raping somebody is a terrible thing and it's a traumatic thing, and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. The purge is here's the other thing too. We keep reading this. I'm gonna start like this is gonna be a saying. I wonder what it sounds like in ancient Hebrew, but I'll be like, but the. Uh, the fat the kidneys and the appendage of the liver it's like they keep saying that over and over again like i sometimes wonder if that was like a saying or an idiot you know like the fat kidneys and the appendage of the liver maybe i don't know like a lot of this shit has just been repeat for like several chapters like every time we get to a new Mm -hmm. book you know they'll start with their new theme quote unquote for whatever the series is but a lot of the shit just be the same man and i'm just ready to get to a um Give me some more story. It's funny, you, it's funny you bring up rape because still no prohibitions against that yet. We're in yeah. book we're in book three of the Bible, and so far, God has been God actually. If if this is God talking, if we're working from that point of view that this is God talking to Moses, He knows how to be specific. So it the fact that this isn't anything that like you got to curtains before you got to oh maybe i know that there's a natural inclination and the primate species i created to rape Mm -hmm. um not just human beings like lots of animals just love rape so even though (laughs) i put that in the sauce i'm not gonna have any instructions around not doing it to protect the it's just so terrible anyway do you want to do it next time Next time on Bible Breakdown, we uh, will be doing uh, chapters, what, we just did 7 through 10, 11, and 12. So 10, 11, and 12. Clean and unclean foods. So join us next time because we're really running out. We're we're almost done. So 
Okay. Join us next Bible time breakdown on BibleBreakdown.com or BibleBreakdownPodcast at gmail.com. Send us emails, yes. stuff like that. She doesn't check them, so I'll start checking them because. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> and shade. Okay. So really, nobody was checking them, not just me. It was just both of us. I were, also okay, didn't have bye. access for a while. Bye. <laughs> we're going to argue off air. <laughs> <laughs>